Hey, thanks for joining us here at Life West Church. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out online simply by going to lifewest.church. Today's podcast is from a Q&A session with a couple who mentors our lead pastors. It was recorded in a small group setting. As such, the audio quality is lower than normal, but the content is gold, and I'm sure you will enjoy it. All right, so yeah, so when Sam said, hey, we're going to have a little group, we're going to get together, (laughs) and we can talk. We think of the success that we had with our kids was having like-minded people, both at school and at church, so that not, it was like a triangle, so that they were getting similar messages all around, and that it wouldn't be they go to school and they're hearing one thing and, and another. And then they go to church and it's a different one and, and then we have to try to undo what they heard here or add to this and so so having a consistent message throughout I think was was huge mm-hmm. yeah um, I don't I don't know how how fortunate we were um, I, I mean it's just obviously by the grace of God but but like we're saying one of the most important things I do believe is that our kids had other adults speaking into their lives that were like-minded. Um, our son Noah had other strong women speaking into his life. Um, not just, like, I mean, Becca obviously was one of those women, um, although she was younger at the time. <laughs> but, um, but also, um, Noah had a, in high school, he, his cross-country coach was a, was a woman, and he allowed that he allowed that woman to speak into his life. Um, his student council advisor was a woman, and he allowed that woman to speak into his life. And um, I mean, I'm not really sure how how we got to that point where where he allowed you know how he got to that point where he allowed those women to speak into his life. But I think some of it is a testament to Mike, um, just in um, in his uh, making sure that Noah respected women and that, that Noah respected my authority, um, and, and um, that Noah didn't, um, you know, Mike always saw me and sees me as an equal. I'm not, um, we have the authority in the house, although, you know, I mean, it's, we're together on this. Um, and so I think that, that that was a big part of Noah respecting um, and, and allowing women to speak into his life was just that Mike had set a platform from a very early age that women were to be respected and, um, and that his mother was to be respected most of all. Um, I know in, sometimes in, in high school, um, um, I remember um, Jimmy Evans came and he said, when, it, when children get to be a certain age, um, the, the, the boy, the young man, um, doesn't always like his mother speaking into his life because he feels emasculated. And then a young woman, a, a young uh, girl in, in high school, often doesn't let, like her mother speaking into her life because it can only be one hen in the hen house kind of thing. And so, um, so he um, suggested that, um, that the, the male take on some of that um, more, more of the leadership or the, the um, visible um, presence with, with the kids. And um, 
kind of took that to heart. And in some ways, it was kind of a relief for me. I'm just like, hey, it's yours. disrespected by him and I could just say Mike I'm really feeling disrespected by this and then Mike would just say not like hey you're disrespected but you know would would somehow weave it into conversation or whatever just about disrespect and hey you know just like you know I mean he could make it I don't I mean I don't really know a specific instance but just like hey just you know hey remember that your mom has feelings or you know remember that when your mom asks you for something it's, it's not because she's meddling, um, you know, most of the time. <laughs> but, um, but I think that that was a big thing. And with our daughter, Abby, too, she had, um, she had strong male influences speaking into her life, and she had strong women speaking into her life. And, I mean, I just, like I said, I think it, that it's just the, the grace of God, but I think that it started just... Um, from when they were younger and just with us showing respect um, just to one another or trying to at least and um, and just hoping that our kids would would respect that my daughter would respect men um, and that our son would respect women and um, yeah I think that that was a big thing yeah a lot of it was just to me it was consistency so that the kids could see like that I absolutely adored and cherished their mother, mm -hmm. and they needed to do that as well. And so it's like, you know, they didn't catch me talking bad about her when she was in the other room, like, oh, you really, she's an idiot or whatever. It's like, no. So we had a unified front and, you know, just consistent message between what their mother would tell them, what I would tell them, and that they would that they would see that. So I think that was probably especially, you know, as uh, as they were younger, to allow them to get to the point where, like Kirsty said, that they would allow others to speak into their lives and to accept that instead of just, you don't know anything, I'm not going to listen to you. So. Yeah, and, yeah, and I mean, and if... Um, you know, I don't know what everybody's situation is here, or you know, but I mean, if there's somebody that um, you know isn't isn't married, and they don't have a spouse or whatever. I mean, it's it's um, you know just praying for God to just put those people into um, into your kids' lives that will be able to speak to them, whether it is a, a male or a female, it doesn't matter. But just having those other positive people, whether it's um, you know, an aunt, an uncle, or whatever—just somebody that um, that that um, maybe you see as as important, somebody that you admire, and that um, maybe you would approach and say, "Hey, could you just, you know, in some way, speak into my child's life or something like that?" I mean, it just that that was really important. Um, Cause I'm not sure at first how intentional we were about it, but then when we saw. The fruits of it, then it became more intentional after that mm -hmm. to make sure that we created situations that mm -hmm. they could be for those other people to get stuff put into them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of one of the biggest things um, that I like as I look back and just in raising kids and um, it just it's 
um, I'm sure that all of you that have children right now, I mean, you know, like, sometimes it seems like parenting is more about yourself than it is about the kids. Like, how God uses these little kids to just reveal things in your own life about yourself. And, um, but one of the things that I think is so foundational is just that, um, is that, is that we know ourselves, like that we know what our gifts are, that we know what our strengths are. We know, um, we know what our, our, maybe our personality bent is. Um, because when we know, when we really kind of have a, have an understanding of, of who we are, then we can actually celebrate the differences in our children or, and, and, and in others. And so, um, like, um, chances are that you're not going to have a child that's exactly like you. I mean, because everybody's different, right? And, and, um, and, or it could be that you have one that's very similar to yourself, and then you have one that's very different. And then how do you how do you raise those kids? But when but when um, but knowing myself, like knowing who I am and what my gifts and my strengths are, it helps me to celebrate the gifts and strengths of my child. And so um, I I just remember when when my daughter was born, I just it's. I really wanted to see her through the Lord's eyes. And so, um, you know, just who is she, God? Like, who have you made her to be? What are her gifts? What are her talents? What are her strengths? And so it's just a lot of observation. And I think that that's a big thing, like, throughout throughout my kids' lives is just observing and, like, really trying to, to find the, like, all right, well, you know, what is this child's strengths? What are what are the potential weaknesses, um, and then and then just like and just celebrating those. Um, my daughter, our, well, our daughter Abby, um, she just she's just a little ray of sunshine, and but she is not confrontational at all. And then, but she has a mother. I wouldn't say I'm confrontational, but I'm, I can be pretty fiery, and so <laughs> and so. So it's like so right, but it's like so you know I've got this sweet little girl who's just like oh, and then but you know but I'm just like oh, let's get this done or whatever and and but so recognizing that um, and celebrating the fact that that's how God made her and designed her to be um, and then I've got this like little guy who comes out screaming and has been like on fire since the day he was born and you know and then you know just. Um, but then kind of understanding that a little bit better than I understand my daughter in some ways, but, um, but yet but just celebrating that as well. So I don't know, I think that that's a, that's a big thing for me is just like if we can understand, like if you can understand yourself, like who you are, what your gifts and strengths are, it's going to help you understand your children so much more. No, I... Yeah, probably as we as we did the team approach, she's much better at the observation, and I'm better at the doing. I just I don't observe like she's like you didn't see that you didn't notice that. <laughs> no, <laughs> go. <laughs> she's like so then we'd sit down and she'd say, well, what do you think? And then we'd come up with a plan and 
Like she said, okay, this is what you're going to do now. <laughs> <laughs> She's really good at volunteering me for stuff. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think like the most important thing for the dads is just to have your wife's back. Like, if you can, probably the times I got most fired up with the kids is if they were disrespecting for not listening to their mother. Because it's like, they need to know that just because she's not strong and powerful physically, that doesn't mean she doesn't deserve and, you know, everything. So, so that, that was, that was a big thing. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I really struggled with and didn't do um, very well, and I think that the Lord just really, this is where I, I feel like I, I learned so much more about myself, is that just parenting out of fear. And so, because um, there's certain times, and you've probably seen it already if you have children, but there's certain times and there's certain things in, in our lives that trigger events that maybe have happened to us in the past. So like if there's things that, um, whether you know, it could be really traumatic or could be somewhat or whatever, that if kids get to be a certain age and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, memories come back. Um, my, um, like, I mean, one big thing is, um, yeah, just like, just when my daughter, Abby, um, she was turning seven, and um, just, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I just, I'm, I got just very, I had a lot of anxiety. I had a, just, it was, it was crazy. And, um, well, it turns out, like in hindsight, um, that was the year that I, I moved. Um, we had moved from Indiana to Michigan, so it was very, it was, and it was very traumatic. And then, um, and then um, there's some other events that happened that year. So it's just, but the, but that, and so. Um, Whether it's a kid, like when you going out, going to school, and if a kid's if a kid's mean to your kid or whatever, I mean it can stir up things in in us that maybe we hadn't really even known were there, and so um, so I think it's just like being mindful of that, and then not parenting from that state of of fear or from that state of brokenness. But really, just uh, taking the time and letting God do that healing, so that so that we're we're parenting appropriately and not, you know, and not from a place of, of healed instead of a place from uh, from a place of brokenness. Because the last thing that we want to do, or, you know, and the last thing I wanted to do is like put these things on my kids. They may, you know, that weren't really there. It was just my perception because. Of experiences I had, you know, it wasn't based in any reality, um, you know. And so, and the last thing I want to do is like then all of a sudden make this my child's reality, you know, create something that wasn't even there, and you know. So for me, that was just it was. Um, I think God, God used my kids to really just do a lot of healing in my own life, and so I think it's just being open to that, and just letting God just just 
just take you to those places that you need to be taken to. And, and I, you know, and I, I mean, I don't know if you really ever had that issue, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm the, like, I'm the deep one. We, we just, like, we, um, like, what did you say? It's so funny. I don't mean this in a bad way, but kind of, you're like, I'm just shallow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we just, um, we're actually celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary in May. So we kind of are like, this is our year of 30. So like, we're like, we're celebrating your 30th all year long. And um, so it's like, well, what do you want to do for our 30th? And I was like, oh, I just can't imagine doing anything other than taking our kids on vacation. So we took our kids and we had this great family vacation last week. And at the very end, I had my little journal and I had something written out for the kids. And, and my daughter's like, what you got there, mom? You know, it's like, <laughs> and so, you know, I'm like, yeah, they knew I had to go deep at some point. And so, and so, thankfully, I just waited till the last day to go deep. You took and your kids and your grandkids. Yeah, I took my kids and my grandkids. Yeah, yeah, both our kids are expecting, they've been, this summer will be five years, and they're both going to be having a baby in yeah, August, yeah, yeah, yeah. the first. So we're yeah. super awesome. excited. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But I don't know if you have anything else. So. Can we ask a few questions? Yeah. What's more than you really want or trying to get out? No, uh-uh. Yeah. No? Okay, I'll just ask the first one. What did family time look like for you guys? And how purposeful did you have to be in that? So, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was to, Kirsty never worked outside the home, so she had a lot of quantity time with her. But for me, I had to be per purposeful about the quantity time and not just saying, oh, it's gonna be a quality time here and there. So we, we did a lot of family games and tried to just do as much as we possibly could as a family together. Whether it was, gosh, Go back 25 years and try to think of what all we did, but yeah, well, we did it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and then I think it kind of goes. It kind of goes to um, your gifts. I think. Um, I think that that each family has its own set of values that are important, and maybe like a couple of values that are are the most important to to you as a family, and they might be different than they are from ours. Um, but but I think that, um, and but for me, like, I I grew up where I grew up in a very loving home, but I grew up where we just didn't have a lot of like that time where we played games or anything. So for me, it was like we're playing, you know, like this is it was important to me, and that's what I wanted. And part of it was just how I'm wired. I'm a very relational person, and so I wanted my family to have relationships. But you may not be a relational person, and so, but but the thing is, is if you if you notice that your child is a relational person, then then you know trying to create that situation where you're where you are relating, um, where you are giving your your child those opportunities to make connections is extremely important. But um, we did we we had gotten some really great advice too. Which was um, make make your fun, make your house as fun as you can make it, and so that your kids want to be at home, and um, so we just tried to do that the best that we could, and our fun might you know 
look a lot different than, you know, because we're all different. So everybody's fun is going to look a little bit different. But, um, yeah, I think probably, as Kirsten said, when I look back, just trying to, yeah, make the, make family time fun time so that they look forward to it and didn't dread it. And, you know, as far but it, as a... But it wasn't, like, we didn't, I, I don't think that we ever just really like, okay, we're having family time. It just, no, it's right. just a part of life. Right, but I guess, like, it would be, when we got together as a family, it wasn't going to be because, okay, now it's time for you to learn and you're going to get <laughs> spiritual. You know, it's like, we didn't want to like shove shove that down their throat and make it like this big chore, so that it was something that that was natural and that came up, but it wasn't like you know if you don't read your Bible for an hour and you can't you know re, you know repeat back everything you've learned then you're a bad kid. I mean it, we tried really hard not to do that because we didn't want the kids to rebel and say. You know, I'm out of high school now. I'm going my way because that way was no good at all. So it was again just trying to make it an atmosphere, you know, all the time where the kids enjoyed it and you know where their kids, their friends wanted to come to our house and they wanted to hang by us because it was a, a good environment. So again, that's that meant getting to know their friends and putting into their lives to make a positive impact in them so that. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we can go hang with your dad and let's go have some fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, if Sam, if that answered your question. But. That was great. Somebody else is firing away? Were your kids uh, homes or, I mean, private or private? They started public. No. They were, they were private school. We both went to public school and we said, It'd be the biggest waste of money ever to go to private school. And then, in fact, our first house was across the street from the public school elementary because that's where they were going to go. And then we just, we had a check in our spirit. With, we were at a Bible study, and one of the teachers at the school was like, oh, I just went to this class and found out that gay people don't have a choice in it. And I'm like, whoa like this is somebody i really respect and they indoctrinated him it's like how in the world but that's not saying that public schools are bad i wouldn't say that any because we've got a lot of good friends that have their kids there and that goes fine but for us it just and, and probably even again we got lucky our kids went to a school that was new and so it wasn't ingrained into the rest of the it wasn't like well, you go because we always go to that school. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd be fourth generation at that school. It's like, no, everybody's first generation. So every parent made a choice to send their kids there. It wasn't because peer pressure from grandpa and grandma or whatever. Because we see that. Where that's, that's not good either. <laughs> yeah, and, and for, for us, um, I don't know. It, it just was the right, it was the right fit. I think um, it was, the school was small, um, the kids, it was great for our daughter. She, really, she could, she could do a variety of activities. Um, if she was at a large school, she wouldn't have been able to, like, try the things that she tried and really excel in some of the things that, I mean, she just would have gotten lost in the crowd. She came home her freshman year and said, Dad, can you take me to the store? I want to buy a glove. I'm going to play softball. 
<laughs> like, because I don't like baseball and softball. It's like, oh. <laughs> so, so she's like, okay, I'm going to go out for the team. And I'm thinking. And I'm like, and you're going to coach. <laughs> I'm like, because she's not court. She doesn't have a lot of athletic ability. That all went to her son. But it's like, okay, like how in the world? And it's like, well, she was the extra person. So she made varsity and she played and we just had a great time with it. But Right. And you did. You, you were I an did. assistant coach. So you helped. <laughs> like, and that was great. So you, and it was like great. You had four years with your daughter playing softball, which yeah. Right. Either one of you maybe really liked, but you just enjoyed the time together. I think yeah. more than anything. Anything yeah, yeah. intentional that you guys did for their friends, and like, like specifically for them to have friends that were going to push them in the right direction, influence them in a good direction. Yeah, encourage them. And, yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh... Well, it's it's kind of crazy because well, go ahead. No. Yeah. Well, I was just say like yeah. so. Um, so our son Noah, I I mean, he just he had a fantastic group of friends at school, and he had a fantastic group of friends at church. And um, you know, and Sam, like I said, Sam was so big in that, like just. The thing with Noah is that he he would rise to the occasion to be put in positions of leadership, and Sam put him in leadership. Like, I mean, he he went on like to, um, to Montana with Sam, you know, just on a scouting trip. It's like, what kid that age gets to do that kind of thing? And like, he got to go to Montana like as in junior high with the high school kids and like what kid gets to do that you know but he just thrived on being um, put in positions of just of leadership and like where he had responsibility and stuff um, but he had but he had such great there was just a really good group of, of guys and um, like-minded families it was it was kind of crazy now our daughter yeah, she had it was it was difficult um, she had she had some decent, like some pretty good friends at school, and she started off. They were all very, very, like just some really, yeah, just a really nice group of girls. Um, but but her closest friends were were girls that were a little bit were very like strong, and and our daughter wasn't as like personality wise wasn't as forceful as yeah. they were, and to, like a little more possessive, and so. Um, but it was very difficult. So in um, in high school, um, between her, uh, what well, was it, her junior year? Started after her junior year, junior. both at at church and at school, she lost all of her friends, and um, like that it was, was bad. It was it was hard, and that was hard for me because one of the things that I deal with is like just the fear of rejection, and so. Oh my gosh, you know, my daughter's like, what's going on? And this is like, but, but just trusting God that God's got this, God's got a plan and just assuring and praying for her and, and knowing that, that, you know, her tender heart isn't going to get, you know, it might, might be hurt in, but it's not going to be a long-term hurt, you know, just, um, but, but it was, it was very, it was very difficult. And, um, but then, but then it's just, yeah, just making sure that we're there for her and speaking those positive words into her life and, and praying for 
all of those friends and, and those relationships, and that was kind of difficult for me as a mom. Um, I mean, like, it, I mean, praying for these kids that I know are hurting, you know, sometimes, maybe not willfully, but a lot of times it was very willful. Um, and, but yet, in and the yeah, then end, in the end, God provided her a new just set of friends beautiful. Uh, from church mm-hmm. where they were younger yeah. by a year or two. So it wasn't necessarily like her classmates, but they were girls that were going in the same direction. And so all of a sudden they started bonding together. And that was just like the biggest weight off our back because it was like our hearts were just getting broke for our daughter. Because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, this is tough. This is tough stuff. But we certainly didn't want to like encourage her to try to get together with these girls because we could just see they were starting to go a different different way and so right and yeah and that's the thing it's like when I mean you kind of see things and yeah how do you how do you um, how do you make the break how do you say you know maybe I don't want you seeing this person or maybe this isn't but but realizing that 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 child is also going through things too, and so just just really not setting it up where it's it's um, like my daughter against this person, and so and I think that that was I mean I don't I don't I I know I didn't do the best job of that, but I I look back and I look at my daughter now, and she has she has um, a cordial relationship with each one of those people which is great you know and so and I think that it's really because she just really did pray for them and um, you know it wasn't like me against them and um, then she held on to that root of bitterness that could you know um, could have been disastrous I don't know why I should raise my hand. I don't want to interrupt, but no, just so no, that no. I'm I'm clear, maybe everyone else is clear on it. But so you're saying that this loss of friends was because she was standing her ground as the person that she was in the faith, and that that caused that divide. And then you guys had to help her navigate. I'd say you Jack, making those choices is yeah. causing this wedge. And is that how that happened, or, or I what? would say not necessarily. They happened at the same time. But I don't think it was because of that. I think okay. these girls just kind of just said, we're going to you know, do our own thing, and if we leave Abby behind, who cares? And so that started happening. And then while that was happening, then they started doing stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it wasn't one caused the other, but they, they did start happening at the same time. So it's your guys' observation of like, well, hey, they're actually going the wrong way. So yeah. maybe, this, maybe this divide's actually pretty good. So oh, yeah. how do we help her? Yep. Right. Know, not saying, you know, mm-hmm. shame on them, but no, right. helping her to navigate that. Right. Yeah. Because yep. like the one statement that I made so many times, the kids are just so sick of hearing it. It's like, we don't do things the way everybody else does because we don't want the results that everybody else is getting. It's like, you know, right. we're doing things a different way for a reason and because we want to be different for a reason. And, I mean, they feel like, oh. how, 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 <laughs> how, how are you able 
able to instill that in them when um, you know going against the grain. That is, I mean, when you're paddling up up river, you know it's it's tough. And, and navigating um, high school uh, is already challenging enough. Saying, hey, be different in an already challenging situation. How how can you? How are you able to be supportive enough to be able to handle that? I don't know. If that's a, a clear question. That's, but. Yeah. I think that's where um, I just, I think as parents, you have to have people in your lives. Like you, I go back, I mean, I'm back to Sam and Becca again. I mean, we had Sam and Becca. Like we had, we had, we had some people. You see what I mean? But it's like. Now you know why they asked us over. They were speaking my child's worth into her. You know, they were they were God's voice, like speaking into my child, speaking not it wasn't just me and Mike, it was we had other friends, or whether it's like our relatives, our parents, our aunts, you know, aunts and uncles, like speaking into their life, saying, you know, speaking their value and speaking their worth. And um and that that is just so important. Um just people that they could trust because they heard it, they heard it so, you know, for so long in their life that they could they could continue to trust what that person was saying. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that was really important. Yeah. So completely unrelated, but um, since I got married to Samuel, I've called Kiersey my sanity in ministry um, because she's helped me with so many different just okay stand your ground on that one okay you need to kind of chill out on that one um, but you know for our marriage you guys have been huge and I just thought if we can step back from kids to marriage for just a second and just have you um, give insight into resolving conflict in marriage or um, or tips or practical tools to to resolving conflict in marriage and and how to do that in a way that promotes peace and um, I didn't know if, I mean it's obviously completely switching directions but um, yeah just something I like to hear yeah, if we can make it to 30 we got you got this you got this Do you want to start? No, you can't. There's probably no conflict. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I mean, probably no, the one thing, and I don't know if this was just, we were blessed when we got married but to, to have this, but Kirstie's literally my best friend. Like, there's, like, not even a close second with a guy that I want to hang out with. So, so we do everything together. So that, that makes it... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and even like when the kids, I mean, right from the get-go, like right from when Abby was born, when Mike would get home from work, it was at least there was five minutes before the kids got attention. 
like, I mean, it just was like, just a second, got to connect with dad. And it was just, you know, five minutes, how was your day? How'd it go? Whatever. Boom, look at each other. Okay, let's go face them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it, was, it just was always, it just was always like that. And, and I mean, I think because we had to connect. Um, and um, I know that, um, yeah, I just, I go, when the kids were in high school, boy, you guys, I don't know, does anybody, does anybody have high schoolers yet? Yeah. Woo! Oh my God, so many good years. High school. Um, but it's so, it's like so different. It's like emotionally draining. Cause like you're just all of a sudden this like psychologist, like psychiatrist, you know. And it's just like when they're little, it's like physically draining. And then you have kind of like, and then they get into high school. It's like, oh my gosh, like you're playing, you're playing um, chess. It's like you're trying to outmaneuver. And they don't want to go to bed. So. And they don't want to go to bed. And so like we, and like that was one thing. It's like. We don't, we go to bed after our kids go to bed. It's like, and so if our, you know, if the kids had kids over and they weren't leaving until midnight, well, usually I was up staying up or we would try to stay up, you know. She's a night like, person and I'm not, so it's right? like, all right, you got like, the next no, hour no. or two. <laughs> but, um, but anyhow, during those high school years, especially when, um, kind of during that, that time, you know, that we just were having some stuff with, with our daughter, and at the same time, then our son was dating his now wife, so it's like they were high school sweethearts, and then navigating all of that was like, oh my gosh. And then, um, but, um, but there was a time, and Mike, Mike was like, I just, like he said, um, I feel like you care more about these kids than you do about me. And I was like, you know, that's not true. And it's like, no, it's not true. And it's like, well, that's the way I feel. And, you know, usually he doesn't talk about his feelings. And so it's like, you know, I had to take a step back and I had to say, you know, that is, that's really true. It's like, um, I was putting the kids way above because I was, you know, and I was just like, you, you're going to have to just deal with your stuff, you know, or whatever. And it's like, um, you know, in my because in my mind I'm thinking I've only got like X amount more years to like put into these kids like before you know, so I gotta just like give them everything, but in giving them everything I was like neglecting my relationship with Mike and just like just that just that connection, and so you know I just I had to repent and just like all right it's time to to um, just you know. Make sure that we're connecting. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. But, but I think, like Mike said, I mean, we just we enjoy being together, and um, look looking for things to do that are fun with one another, and um, and that's been yeah, that's been a, that's been a big thing, huge thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, like in high school. When they came to dating, what age were they allowed to date, and how did you deal with all the sex stuff and all that? <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna go there. We threw the softballs first. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, well, let's just say this. So, our son Noah, um, it was the summer before his uh, his freshman year in high school. He went to Montana with Sam and came back liking this cute little girl. I'm like, great, send him to Montana, he goes back liking a girl. Um, and so, and he ended up marrying her, so, but we can 
Talk about that. Well, I guess everything yeah. was perfect for you. Yeah. 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 Well, so uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of stress, you know, in between there because you know it was. We'll, I guess let's just start talking about Noah since that's where we're now with our son. But yeah, it was like he knew where we stood on things, and so he didn't tell us that he like liked her for almost a year. But she was at church. So we never had any problem going to church. Like, we could be there first service, second service, Wednesday night. Let's go to church! So we never had to fight with our kids about that. So that, that was and they good. weren't at the same school. No, yeah. they didn't go to the same school. They didn't school, go to the same school, so the only way they then. could see each other was if they were both at church. Yeah. So had the same thing, but um, it was, you know... So, yeah. We, yeah, we just, we had rules that we set up and we stayed in communication, you know, especially Noah and I, about what, what, what being pure means and what that looks like and what are the ramifications if it, if it, if it doesn't happen and, you know, just stuff like, you know, the odds are this will not be your wife. I mean... <laughs> You can say that you met her when you were in eighth grade and that you're going to make it through four years of high school and four years of college and then you're going to still think that this is the one you're going to get married because that's typically the, you know, you wait till after you're out of school. And so it's like, you have to treat her like she is somebody else's wife. So you treat her like whoever's dating, who's probably going to be your wife, you want him to treat her. So we had, you know, that conversation and it was just like, well, what does that look like with holding hands and when is that going to be okay and when is it not? And, mm-hmm. I mean, you get into some kind of... Mm-hmm. You and, and, and really a lot of it was is just like major communication between you and Noah. I mean, whether it was daily, weekly, whatever, it's just like, how you doing? Like, what's going on? Just And, and, and really just trying and letting, our, letting the kids know that this... This isn't because we're trying to keep you from something. It's we're trying to save you for something, and that this yeah. is, like please, like just trust us that this is going to be to your benefit. It may not feel good right now, but really trying to get them to look at the big picture. Yeah. I mean, so but it's just a lot like continual, continual yeah. communication and and just checking in, checking in, checking in, checking in. And trying to do it in a loving way that's not, yeah. I just like one of the, I could probably, because the kids are either too young or whatever, but like we're on our way to school and we're talking about, you know, was it appropriate to hold hands or not? And, you know, he was a sophomore at the time. And, you know, he's like, is, you know, is that okay, Dad, or whatever? And I'm like, well, have you done it? And he, he said, yeah. And I said, well... And I asked him if he got an erection. <laughs> and, but I didn't use that term. I used the term that I did when I was a, a high schooler. And they don't use that term anymore. And he's like, what? <laughs> so we're kind of going back and forth. All of a sudden, you just start busting out laughing. And I'm like, oh, that probably went around to he and all his friends. <laughs> but it was like, you know, look, if, if it's causing you to get aroused, it's not appropriate. And so it's just... You know, working through that stuff so that it's like you got a long way to go, and once the train leaves the you know the dock, it's not going to back up. So we got to make sure that things are 
are happening. So like with, you know, we didn't allow them to be in the car alone all through high school. That was a rule. Well, like, they were in the car alone in the church parking lot. But Sam was checking. <laughs> Sam was checking out. <laughs> but no, he wasn't gonna like when they were driving. He wasn't allowed to be in the car alone with her to take her home or whatever. It's like no, some one of your friends. So his has best to be friend there. always took her home. <laughs> Who liked her? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that was it. And then like, for specifically to your question, like for our daughter, it was. After she had to be 16. Yeah, it, it was kind of one of those things where, like, um, you know, no, no boyfriend, girlfriend until you're at least, like, 16 or 17. And, and even then, like, to see how, you know, responsible you are. That doesn't, I mean, Noah and Danny were technically, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, but we, I mean, now looking back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I mean, she's like my, you know, she's my daughter now, and, and, um, but, you know, we, I didn't call her Noah's girlfriend until, like, she was a junior, like, you know, I didn't really acknowledge that, and then, um, and she didn't, she didn't come to, like, there was no, like, coming to family functions or doing any of that, not even until, until that they were, really, until they were out of high school. And they were engaged, maybe even. It was when they were engaged. It was like, I was like, I just, I just couldn't see inviting this person into my life, um, and becoming a part of our family if, if there wasn't, if I, if we didn't know exactly where it was going. I mean, and the, those were like, that's not like that's not normal, mm-hmm. and, um, and it might seem a little harsh and everything, but. I just thought it was just for the like for my like for my son's heart and for her heart. I just I didn't want her feeling like she was a part of this family if we didn't know that that was where it was going to go. And so, yeah. And then like with our with our daughter, um, she she um, like we did that. I don't know. I, that passport to purity, I mean, have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Where you kind of spend a weekend, you go away or whatever. And we did that, and then she had made the decision that she was not going to um, kiss a boy, you know, and, and probably until she was engaged. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I'm like, well, that's great, you know. And so... Um, so in high school, she had, there were some boys that liked her, a couple different boys that liked her. She wouldn't kiss them, and they dropped her. Like, they just had no interest, and it was like, um, you know, but, like, good for her that she, but she had made that statement. She had said that statement out loud, and then, um, well, maybe that's another thing. Like, we did, we did some, like, when, especially when they were younger, we kind of did a little bit of role-playing with our kids, and, um, and so we had them, like, just in the sense of like, well, if this happens, what are you going to say? And then they would actually say what they were going to do. Because once you say it, it's a lot different than thinking it. It kind of puts it into action. And so... I think we did it a lot, actually. Because to me, that was like a super important thing. Like, it's one thing to think this is what I'm going to do in a certain situation. But until you verbally say it out loud, it's way harder. How old do you think you were when you started doing that? Young. Really young. Mm-hmm. Like fifth, sixth grade. I think it was before that. Even before that, I can maybe. remember. Um, like I, I, I like I, so I, I learned this, 
in, um, in sales. And I learned this technique and it was like, holy cow, that is so smart. I'm like, this has got to work with parenting with kids. <laughs> so, like, so the whole thing is like, so in insurance, everybody has, that's what, that's what I do. Everybody has an agent that they like already. They're already with somebody they like. And so you got to convince them to leave them to come with you. And so you do that. And what's the first thing? They're going to call their person that they like, and he's going to talk them out of it. Peer pressure, right? So it's like you rehearse them ahead of time. You say, okay, you want to do business with me. Your guy's going to call and he's going to say X, Y, and Z. What are you going to say? And you just shut up. And if they can't tell you, you know you're going to lose them. And it's like, if that works in business, how much more important is it for our family and for our kids? So that's when we started They were, they were young, so just that. depending on what the just situation making was. Making it fun, just yeah. like, hey, you know, da, 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 and just let them repeat back what they're going to say. Because then once they've said that verbally out loud, then when that comes... It's already way said it easier mm-hmm. than like, oh, I thought it, but now I actually have to say it. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, whatever the situation is, whether it was something like positive or, or something that, you know, like, whether it was a yes, I'm going to do that or a no, I'm not, you know, yeah, depending on the situation, but yeah. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.